This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. If you grew up and never had a cool uncle to turn you on to rock and roll, we're here for you. Let us be your cool uncles. We are the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Uncle Chris Sinzak. Greetings. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to be back for another episode. You know, this is always the highlight of the week. Oh, yeah. So, we got a good one lined up for you today. Going to try something a little new, a little different. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, new uh, theme we're trying out called Rock and Roll Diaries. And uh, we have a special guest, Aaron Baker, who was a VIP uh, donor for the expo. And I wanted to kind of showcase some songs and artists that uh, meant a lot to him through his discovery of rock and roll. And it's interesting because he's a younger listener. Right, yeah. He's uh, 22, I believe. Yeah, he's only a couple years older than Ace, but he's into all these awesome bands. Yeah, so he's got some interesting stories and uh, some great song picks. You're going to love Right, yeah, and you're going to think to yourself... How can a kid that's 22 years old know all these awesome songs? Well, that's the beauty of the Rock and Roll Diary is because he's going to tell the story about how he got introduced to all these bands. And it's not your typical story because he's such a young kid. And he's also got a podcast, too. He's got a podcast called The Bakery, and I'll have the link in the show notes for that. Right on. So I guess before we get to all that, we got to take care of our business. And that business is iTunes reviews, Podchaser reviews, and Facebook reviews. We got a couple of these going on here today. Here's the first one, and it comes to us from which one's this from? This is iTunes. So this one's an iTunes review. <laughs> it's entitled Love the Unleashed series until Devil Without a Cause. This is a four star review. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, it goes a little something like this. I'm glad I found this podcast. I can listen to stories and info about KISS for hours on end, which is what I've been doing at work for the past week since I started listening. I love the Michael Wagner albums Unleashed, especially the two Skid Row albums, and also Carnival of Souls. I would give this podcast five stars, but I can't, just because they wasted time doing a Kid Rock albums Unleashed. I hate Kid Rock more than anything. Keep up the good work, and please, please stop listening to Kid Rock. <laughs> he is the worst thing that could have happened to music in general. I don't know. I'll raise you a Kanye West. But yeah, okay. yeah, maybe not the worst, <laughs> I mean. But, you know, it was with Kenny, you know, and Kenny yeah. rocks. You can't deny that. Yeah, so. Kenny had great stories. And they were I, I don't, great stories. I don't regret doing it. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it, but right. uh, we, we did that one for us, and we had a, had a ball with Kenny. Right, yeah, we really enjoyed that. All right, I got another review here. This one is all five stars, all five. It's a pod chaser review. Comes to us from Andy Man, and it goes a little something like this. Great show with great music and interviews. Aaron and Chris are great guys. Did I say enough? You sure did. That's yeah. all you got to say. That's a Podchaser review, five stars. Thank you for everybody that takes time to leave us these iTunes, Facebook, Podchaser, mm-hmm. all these great reviews. You know, we appreciate them a lot. That's why we take the time to read them on the show. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And also, um, and I'm about to do Geeks of the Week for last week's Jeff Scott Soto yeah. episode with Sonny Pooney. How and great was Sonny, man? He was wonderful and, and brought a lot of good information, a lot of good songs. And the the comments that we got on the Facebook page for that episode, just tons of great discussion. That's what we want, guys. Yes. So 
let us know what you think of the songs, what you think of the episodes. We love feedback. Yeah, we totally love feedback, you know, and and just like the Kid Rock piece we just read, you know, it helps us know what you guys are digging and what you're not digging, yeah. you know, and when you go to Facebook and you like the page and you get in on a conversation, man, we read that stuff, Absolutely. you know, we, we want to stay on the pulse of what you guys are feeling, so... That's good stuff, and it's a good way to get your opinion heard. Yeah. So Geeks of the Week this week are Decibel Geek TV, Brent Cattell, Growing Up Rock Podcast, Simon Cat, Baco, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Matt Ashcraft, Mike Stewart, Nick Tavellis, Tom Cullen, Kevin Williams, Wolfgang Hill, Steve Wright from Potter the Hell Podcast, Wayne Cross, Andrew Jacobs, Ray Coons, Sean Cullen, Stacey Sullivan, Aaron Baker, Victor Ruiz, Mike Parnell, David Glenn, Greg York, Adam Cox, Joseph Capone, Brad Calmanson, Mikhail Burrell, Sonny Pooney. David Cathy, Ernesto Aguiar, Digital Kill, Jeff Mendenhall, Bipolar Billy, Adam Cox, J.J. Max, Save Rock and Metal, and of course, the, the Mooger Fooger. That's right. All our favorite people that shared and retweeted all that good stuff from last week. Our guest, Hollywood, Sonny Pooney, and he talked all about Jeff Scott Soto, and yeah. man, was that a learning experience. I am now a huge fan of that man. Me too. And I feel so much smarter. Yeah, there will definitely be more Jeff Scott Soto stuff played on the show from, from yeah. this point forward. Very good. So, are you ready to get to the festivities at hand? Yeah, this is an interesting episode, a lot of interesting stories, and uh, we hope you guys will enjoy the ride we're going to take you on here. So we're doing something cool and fun today. We're hanging out with our longtime supporter, longtime friend, Aaron Baker. Man, Aaron, how's it going? Uh, man, it's going very well. Glad to be here. And to be honest, it, is, it feels like a long time coming. For sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, Aaron Baker has been a supporter of the Decibel Geek podcast from way, 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 way back. Yeah. How did you find us to start with? At the time when I found the Decibel Geek, my life had hit basically rock bottom at the point that i found just podcasting in general long story short basically my mom and my stepdad they had separated and you know i i did what every teenager will do when he's in high school he'll play you know a couple days of i don't feel like going to school so i'm just gonna fake being sick so i played hooky that day and i was like you know what I don't have enough music in my life. I'm tired of my constant rotation of about, at the time, was maybe about 50 to 60 songs on an MP3 player. And I was like, you know what? I need to find something else. Like, I loved talk radio at the time, and I was like, you know, I'm tired of hearing about politics. I can't get any decent sports radio stations. I didn't know about iHeartRadio or any of those things that are popular now, but this – this was probably around 2012 or 13, and I was scrolling and I was looking for stuff, you know, Kiss related because I wanted to know more about the band. Because at that time, my my fandom wasn't where it is now. To where if anybody asks me a question, I'll go like, "Oh, this happened in you know 1984 <laughs> or something like that." Yeah, we know. And I we found know. the uh, Lydia Chris episode where you guys talked with her, mm-hmm. and I listened to it. I was like damn these guys are knowledgeable and you know from there i went all the way back to like the first vinnie vincent episodes and i know that's a sour subject but it, <laughs> it pertains it pertains to how i found the decibel geek so long story short and, I, and chris i already told you i like to my mind wanders that's a lot good. it's all good so man. so i basically found the decibel geek podcast playing 
hooky and not wanting to go to school that day. Gotcha. Right on. Skipping school, listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you're one of our younger listeners. How old are you now? Um, I am currently 22 years old. Whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you um, you wanted to go through, and we're calling this Rock and Roll Diaries, and uh, it's it's an interesting idea because you know you, and especially it's interesting for us because we're older guys, and a lot of your your taste and your song picks are from you know more our generation. Right. So it's going to be interesting to hear your stories about how you discovered these bands and and why you picked what you picked. So I'll just let you go ahead and and run with the first choice. So my first choice in this. This is a band that kind of – I don't want to say started at all because I was a Kiss fan before I even found out that this band was a thing. And I'm a gamer, so I'm sitting here, and I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, Vice City Stories, and I hear this song called Breaking the Chains. And I'm like, damn, this song actually kicks some ass. So, nice. And if you don't know, which how can you not know, the band is docking. I had a – playstation portable or psp for short and i was playing that and they had this internet radio option so i'm finding all these 80s rock and metal stations and this song comes on and i was like you know what when i get my allowance this week i'm going out and i'm gonna find the album that this song is on and my first pick is in my dreams Can't sleep. 
Under Lock and Key was the first CD that I ever bought, and I still have to this day. Makes me wonder how many kids get turned on to music through video games. Probably Just a lot. Through, you hear something, you know. It's like my wrestling video game I like to play. It's got Sabbath Paranoid on it. It's yeah. the only good song. Yeah. But there's that one on there. It makes me wonder how many little kids pick this up and go, yeah, this music, and then they hear that and go, wait, <laughs> what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And In My Dreams is a good song. That Under Lock and Key album is a favorite of ours. We're, yeah. um, we're hoping to go back over to Michael Wagner's studio and do an Albums Unleashed with him on that album because it's a great album. Uh, honestly, if you guys can make that happen – this guy will be a happy camper. Well, Dawkins a good start. So what do you got after that one? So this is like everybody, if they're not a fan of Kiss, they're a fan of this band. And the lineup of this band with David Lee Roth, Alex Eddie, and Michael Anthony, there's nothing better. Now, Ian and Ralph are going to hate me for saying this, but Uh-oh. when I was when I was a child, well, young teenager, probably about 14 or 15, I listened to some of Van Hagar. Now, it was the love songs because I'm wanting to talk to girls, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe some, maybe a girl that I like will like this song, or maybe they'll like that song. So I, I did listen to Van Hagar, and trust me, my redeeming factor is that I have kind of changed my ways a little bit. <laughs> so, like I listened to Love Walks In so many so many times during that period of my life that – when I hear it on the radio, I'm like, <sighs> I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. There was a time when Forever by Kiss was all I listened to, and I listened to it for about an eight-hour period on repeat. Oh, wow. Wow. I had a final exam like the next day, so I needed to get to studying. So the only time I would get to study like really focus was if I had music in my ears and I listen to that song and I'm just sitting there like you know this song is really not that bad and my girlfriend who's sitting next to me I haven't listened to it since we've been together but I'm pretty sure she would like it oh but, ladies love you know, it she's giving me that look like uh I don't know. If you play that song, we're going to have to end this talk early. <laughs> the ladies love forever. But Back it takes here. a special kind of woman to love Van Halen. Yeah, so my favorite song and the second CD that I bought as a kid was the first ever Van Halen record. I have it now on vinyl, but I got it, the remastered CD, and the song that I heard and just fell in love with was not Eruption. I had heard that on the radio multiple times, and I was like, okay, I've heard this one on the radio, but I didn't hear this one, and the song is Atomic Punk.
that song fucking rules. Yeah, it does. That's, that's oh man, you can't beat that. Yeah, I, I never get tired of that song. No, never. I was listening to it um, a couple days ago on my lunch break at work, and I was like, "Ah, come on! How can you, you can't you can't beat this song?" And then uh, "Light Up the Sky" came on from yeah. Van Halen too, and I was like, "Okay, maybe you can't beat this song, <laughs> light, light Up the Sky," but yeah, you know, Van Halen only competes with themselves. Right on. <laughs> oh man, that's a well. That's a great pick. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. I love it, and, the, and I like that it's more of a deep track. You know, yeah. you don't hear that one on the radio very often, but uh, that's a good one. So, so what do we got coming up next? All right, so this couldn't be the Decibel Geek podcast without little Kiss reference, right? Of course, right. Well, I want to get my thoughts in about the farewell tour, but we'll do that a little later. Okay, we'll wrap with so, that. So my song, and this is where you know things kind of get a little dark in my life, and people, you know, kind of bash bands that I like and be defensive. I don't know if you guys do that sometimes, but like. My stepbrothers, they would do nothing but bash Kiss the in, the entire time. Let's just say I performed a couple wrestling moves that I knew how to do at the time to them. I put one of them in. <laughs> the Kiss that. fans always got to fight. You know, we always had to fight for Kiss. Right. But this song, I didn't get to listen to it until later in life, like when I, when my life was starting to go on the – like on a happy period. But it just is, it explains my – you know that dark time in my life, and the song is "Danger" off of one, the my second favorite Kiss album of all time, and that's "Creatures of the Night."
shoot, yeah, man, I love that song. Yeah, so that, heavy, so cool. Yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks on that record. It's uh, it's just yeah, it's so up tempo and the solo on it, it rips. Even and there's debate about who even plays the solo on yeah, the song. There ain't so, no doubt who's singing it because Paul Stanley yeah, kills it on that song. Yeah, that's a pretty hot vocal from him on there. Sure. And uh, yeah, that's. Creatures of the Night, that's one of those albums you can listen to from front to back and never skip a song. Now, is it coincidental that your life starts getting better at about the same time you discover Kiss? You know, to be completely honest, it it really started to pick up at that point because, like, after I got – after my mom kind of separated from uh, my stepdad, that's when I started, you know, just skyrocketing, just, you know, looking for – any kind of music that I could find from, you know, Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, Kiss, Van Halen, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, uh, Ace Fraley, Fraley's Comet, Motley Crue. Just I just went down the rabbit hole at that point because I'm trying to move on from that dark period of my life. At the time, at the high school that I was at, they allowed us to have, you know, earbuds in as long as we're not, you know, in that learning process where they're you know, teaching us something new, like, for example, in math class, they're teaching us, like, the hypotenuse and all this other nonsense that I don't use to this day. You know, once they gave us a sheet of paper, I put my earbuds in, and I would just listen to song after song, and that would just get me through the school day. But at that point, yes, my life started to get a little better. And what one thing I, I love about this overall theme is, you know, you're you're decades younger than we are, but yeah. at the same time, it shows that this music and from these bands during that era, it's like it can be. We used it as an escape for our own misery at times too, and right. it's, it shows that the there's a power in in music that it can just so even if you're in the middle of a hellhole, it can take you away from that, even right. if it's only for a few minutes at a time. But it's certain magical timelessness. Yeah, to it. yeah. and and it'll right. it can help you through rough times, and that's what I love about your list because you know a lot of these songs are things that helped us get through our right. Bad yeah, times. think about that like generation before, you yeah. know, doing the same thing. It, it lasts through time where it's helping us get through. We got to get through at our age at that time, and then a generation later. There's a kid, you know, and he's having a rough time, and he's discovering this music, and he's helping him get through these times, too. That's magic. Yeah. That's the magic of rock and roll. So moving on oh, from, from Kiss, what do you got next? I've been wanting to see Motley Crue since I bought Theater of Pain. I bought Theater of Pain, and it was the first CD that I had bought in Arizona. And the song is Louder Than Hell. <laughs>
I don't know if you guys know this, which you probably do because you guys are knowledgeable as hell. But this song, I believe, was demoed for Shout at the Devil, and it's called Hotter Than Hell. Right, yeah. So how this pertains to my life was when I was in Arizona, like my life had hit just the peak of happiness. I was, you know, away from Ohio. You know, I was away from my mom. And I'll admit, I'm a mama's boy, so that hurt. But, you know, I was finding myself in Arizona. And once I started listening to this song, and, you know, they do the We, we Like It Louder Than Hell, I was like, yeah, you're completely right. I do like it louder than hell. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, and every time that this song would come on the uh, shuffle on my iPod while I had my first car, and I would be at a stoplight. I just rolled down my window and just let it blare because how can you not? People next to him look at that young guy in the car and go, oh, my God, time traveler. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that song, I remember Theater of Pain was my first Motley Crue album. I got it from a friend in school. Yeah, mine too. And a lot of people, I remember, you know, a lot of Motley diehards, you know, they kind of shit on that record. But I I don't know. It's one of those things where the album that you hear first tends to – hold more of a special place in your heart and it, it it's next to the 94 album it's probably my favorite motley Crue album i think there's a lot of good songs on there. well that song louder than hell is badass yeah you know, that's that's an anthem right there that was something like again you know a generation later affecting aaron baker the same way that's affecting a young aaron camaro mm-hmm. you know a decade before that's amazing yeah i like that well i mean i could kind of see how people don't like theater of pain because it's a little it it's at the peak of where glam where the glam scene just started taking over and you know all those diehards that were there for too fast for love and shout at the devil they see motley crew looking like a bunch of females and they're like well what the fuck yeah, but then every other band followed what they did. Right, totally, yeah. But they kind of exactly. But by doing that, they kind of lost their edginess that they had on those those first two albums. But then, you know, look what they gained. You know, worldwide notoriety after that because now they're they're poster boys. You know, they're they're on hit videos on MTV and they're in all the magazines. You know, and before they were kind of scary, but now they're pink and you know they yeah. look. Yeah, they're a little more accessible. Well, and then the, the home, smoking in the boys' room and the home sweet home video yeah. was all over MTV, yeah. and that that got mm-hmm. the girls interested. So they yeah. had the female base come in at that point. You know, sometimes you got to give something up in order to achieve something else. Yeah. Now on your your next pick, you know, I I knew just about all of these songs, but this next one I didn't even know this song, and really. You're going to play a Fozzie song, and I honestly, I slept on this band because I always viewed them as kind of a novelty thing, I guess because of the wrestling connection with Jericho. I love Fozzie. And uh, I'm very impressed with what I've heard from Fozzie. It's good stuff. This next pick is from Fozzie, which you said already, Chris, is Chris Jericho's band. So this song is off of one of, the, one of my favorite records, well, albums by them. My favorite right now is the recent release of Judas, which I was going to choose a song from there, but this is how this song pertains to my life. And the song is called God Pounds His Nails. So Fozzie, I was sheltered as a child. Fozzie was my first ever concert, and I remember the date exactly. 
September 17th, 2016. Their fifth studio album just came out, you know, that August, that July. And that was like one of my most anticipated albums of that year. And I texted my mom. I was like, can you get me tickets for this? I know it's like a month, uh, 10 days and a month before my birthday. But if you want to get me something for my birthday, I want tickets to go see Fozzie. She got me tickets. The bill of that show was a band that I had never heard of, Three Pill Morning. Then it was Fozzie. And then it was Theory of a Dead Man, which I didn't stay for Theory of a Dead Man because – there was a mosh pit starting to form around me, and I was like, yeah, I got my money's worth from Fozzie. I'm getting the hell out of here, and I'm going home. <laughs> so they played they played God Pounds His Nails great, live, and I just – I fell in love with Fozzie at that point because we're in this like little mosh pit area, and Chris Jericho just points directly at me. And just throws up the devil horns because he sees that I have long hair, and I'm just like, all right. Chris Jericho just pointed at me, threw up the devil horns, and now I'm just, I'm just standing there. I was like, uh, all right then. <laughs> I yeah, think that's, I've just been that's indoctrinated. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So were you a fan of that because of Chris Jericho? Because I know you're a big wrestling fan. Is that what <laughs> drew you to that? Honestly, yes. Yeah, see, I was really drawn to Fozzie, too, especially when they first came out because of being a big wrestling fan. And Jericho has always been one of my favorites, and, you know, the guy's still going. But honestly, he's got to be one of the greatest of all time when it comes to wrestling, you know, just character-wise alone because the Chris Jericho <sighs> character has evolved so much over the years. It's just amazing. And then all of a sudden you find out, He's coming out with an album with a band with some of the guys from Stuck Mojo, and it's mm -hmm. going to be classic hard rock, and that was the first Fozzie album. I was the guy. I bought it when it came out. But I was like, man, this right. is great. You know, they're doing covers of Dio, they're doing covers of Priest, and they're doing covers of Twisted Sister. You know, all these Scorpions, they do an awesome cover of on that album, and I was like... Man, this is cool, you know? And then, like you said, then the next album came out, and it was all original stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was really good, you know? And I think sometimes Fozzie gets overlooked because of the, you know, Chris Jericho being the wrestler. But I think over time, that's kind of gone away. And nowadays, Fozzie is just kind of accepted as being what they are and a kick-ass rock band, you know? And it's, it's cool. I'm glad that he was able to transform what he did into what he's doing now. Mm. And he's still doing a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Jericho fan. Cool. Right. And, and here's something that I don't know if you guys know or not. Well, actually, I don't know if you can know because I haven't really shared too much about it. But actually, I wrestle a little bit for as small as I am. I know that's that's insane. But I wrestle with a group of guys that I used to work with. And you can – I'll just give them the shameless plug because I do it on my show as well. Um, they're called the Extreme Wrestling Federation. You can type that up in um, on YouTube and you can find it. That's well, cool, man. It's what, a lot of fun. What would your intro music be if you could pick one? Yeah, what's your entrance song? Right now, my theme song was Can't Stop by 6AM. Okay. That's a good choice, but I just want to put this out there, just something to think about. What would happen if your theme song was forever? 
What kind of reaction would, would you get from the crowd if you came out to forever they, every time? Like we don't like, gather like a whole big crowd on some indie shows. Like we're kind of like a backyard wrestling thing. So it's just a group of all of our friends. I'd probably get the Even look better. of, dude, what the hell is this? Or people would start slow dancing. from a kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> You get a lot more women at your wrestling show. I went to a wrestling match and a high school prom broke out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, just having some fun with you. I defy any professional wrestlers no, out there listening to this awful. to start coming to the ring to forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I might actually have to do that now. <laughs> it, would certainly get, it would certainly get attention. And that's why I am such a great wrestling (laughs) booker. Yeah. I got the ideas. What would happen if? (laughs) The the Slow Dance Wrestling (laughs) Federation.
You know, I've been playing rock and roll for a lot of years, and I've done it all. Now I do it without drugs. Hey, don't get me wrong, I still party with the best of them, but now I do it clean. You know, I'm on top of everything I do. Anytime you're ready, it's time for Journey. Travel on a journey you'll never forget with Journey's hit song, Wheel in the Sky, and their new single, Anytime. Infinity, it's the new album by rock's fastest moving band, Journey. Before we get back into our fun conversation with Aaron Baker, as he opens his diary yeah. to us, what a special thing this is. Yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. I mean, like I said, we could be this kid's cool uncles. I feel like out in the world of podcasting, we're a lot of people's cool uncles. Yeah. I have I have a couple of nephews. I think, I think I'm a cool uncle already. Yeah. But yeah, I have ex- extended nephews now. Yeah, yeah. They all have Kiss records. They all got Scooby-Doo meets Kiss. You know, that's, that's where it starts. You give them little kids that stuff. Right. That's how it started for us. Somebody put Kiss in front of us, and look what it did. (laughs) And before we get into uh, the Amazon read, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Ear Peeler Tournament. Oh, man. Podcast Kings Tournament. Yeah, yeah. So the second round just ended, right? Is Uh, it over with now? It's ending, like, as we record this, it's ending in the next few minutes. Okay. Do you think we're going to win? Yeah, we're definitely going to win. We're going to win this week. Okay. Um, And I'm looking to see who our competition is going to be. Um, We beat the Metal Geeks podcast. I think the score was around 93% to 7%. Shoot, yeah. Thank you, guys. Everybody that <coughs> voted for us in mm-hmm. the first round and the second round. 92 to 8. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Makes yeah. me feel good. Ends in 11 minutes. So unless there's a giant surge for Metal Geeks at the end, <laughs> I think we've got that one. In. Check out Metal Geeks Podcast. It's yeah. a good show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about this tournament is that every podcast we've gone up against, and even other ones that are mixed in throughout, I've listened to three podcasts this week that I've never listened to before in my life mm-hmm. and really found them all really good. You yeah. know? So that's the beauty of the tournament. It gives you a chance to go, okay, well, if I got a vote, I better listen to both these shows and make a honest opinion on it. Yeah. Or I just vote for my boys, Decibel Geek, because I know I love them. So as of now, and there's 15 minutes left to vote as of this recording time, okay. It's the competition will be either between us and Rock Solid with Pat Francis or Discography Discussion. And at this moment, Rock Solid is winning 53% to 47%. Okay. So 15 minutes left to go. Wow, that's a close one. So it could be either one of those shows. So here's the deal. So by the time you're hearing this, we odds are, unless Metal Geeks have got something going on where they're sitting there going, okay, everybody, and... Now, they put, everybody vote. They put a call into Russia. All 400 of you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless something like that happens, that means we're in the third round, and that means the competition is getting stiff. Yeah. We want you to go to Ear Peeler. It's E-A-R, separate word, P-E-E-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. We want you to like that page because our good friend Victor's running that. This is the last hurrah. Hopefully we can talk him out of it. But yeah. as it stands right now, this is the last hurrah for Ear Peeler, and it is the Podcaster Kings Tournament. And you know what? 
We want to win. Of course we do. We want to win real bad. So we need your help. You know, like I said, we've made it through the first round. We're into the second round, and now we're into the third round. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it doesn't matter who we're up against in this one. Whoever ends up winning that one, it's going to be tough going from here on out. So now becomes very important for you guys to give your boys, the Decibel Geek Podcast, the vote. Yep. You guys love us. You tune in every single week. You give us iTunes reviews. You give us Facebook reviews. You love us on the Facebook page. Yeah. You're tuning in to Decibel Geek TV. You're checking out the Coon Brothers. I mean, all our friends that are in the podcasting world, maybe. Maybe your podcast got knocked out already, and that sucks, you know. Yeah. But maybe what you need is American geeks drinking beer, chatting metal. Right, oh, okay. I'm just saying, you know, now that I am an honorary Canadian, thanks to the the championship that I already won You're once. You're gonna keep bragging like, about this, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, well, the trophy for that's being made right now, you know. Ah. So I know a guy. So when we win this tournament, we get the trophies made by the same guy. But if you guys are fans of that show, and it sucks that they didn't make it on any further. Jump on with us. Yeah, I was hoping they would have gone yeah. further. But yeah, we'll my, get Rich my and Wally to campaign for us. My appearance on, <laughs> on the Canadian Inquisition happened this week, so I was yeah. I was having a, a good time listening to that. So, nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, Aaron uh, took the title, and the I'm Canadian so proud Inquisition. of it. Yep, that's right. And so now all Canadians are obligated to vote for the Decibel Geek Podcast. Yeah, it works for me. I think. I and think I that's think the way it works. Lee McCormick's Tramps Like Us show is about to get eliminated, so uh, all those Canadian people can start uh, yeah. voting for us also. Right on. That's great. Yep. So either Rock Solid or Discography Discussion will be our competition. Both really good shows. Yes. I like both of them. So uh, And I've, I've even appeared on Pat Francis's show. That's right. So Victor sent me a clip of that with the animated Paul Stanley. Oh, that that's was so funny. That's funny as hell. Yeah, he does the best Paul Stanley impression. You guys need to look that up. How, what was that called? Uh, it was like Kiss Keepers and Clunkers was the name of the episode. Yeah. And it was like we would pick, we'd go through each album and pick a, a keeper and a so clunker. It, so is it Pat doing the impression? Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's funny. Yeah. He's done do I don't do no clunkers. <laughs> People. <laughs> but it's got a cartoon that goes with it. And it's hilarious. Look it up. Yeah, it was. that, And that made my whole trip to L.A. was getting to watch him do that impression. Yeah. Because right <laughs> I've always loved him doing that. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be smack yeah. talk. There's going to be Now that we've talked about our competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a great show, but uh, but we want you to vote for us, obviously. Yeah. But check them out and, and enjoy their show as and well. And see us through to the very end. Yeah. Take us win. all the way to the championship. And even if we don't win, we're getting a trophy made. So, <laughs> yeah. It's all good. We're like match 32 champions. Yeah. We're, we're like uh, Jerry Seinfeld's dad with the number one dad shirt on. Yeah, yeah. You think you're the number one dad? <laughs> No, we're the number one cool uncles. <laughs> That's right. We got trophies to prove it. Mm. So do that. Check it out. Ear Peeler Podcast King Tournament. We want to win it. Help us do it. There's a lot of ways you can help us out, and there's so many ways that people already do. And a really great way to do that is to get yourself a Decibel Geek t-shirt and wear it everywhere you go. Yep, get your legs. It's awesome. Oh, it's your life will be so much better for it. Another thing you can do is probably something you're already doing, and that's shopping on Amazon. I mean, who doesn't? You can't always find what you need at the corner store. Sometimes you got to look a little harder and get what you really, really want. And the best way to do that is Amazon because, you know what? You can find everything on Amazon. But if you're going to do your shopping, here's what you do. You go to decibelgeek.com. You're going to get distracted by all the awesome things you're going to find on that page. But I want you to concentrate. Come on now. Why'd you come here? To do some shopping. 
scroll back on up to the top of the page, hit the Amazon banner. It's going to take you to Amazon. It looks exactly the same as it does any other time because it is exactly the same. Right down to the point where whatever you buy, since you went through our link, they're not going to charge you anything extra. But what Amazon does is takes a cut of their action, kicks it over to us, and now you've helped us out just by doing your shopping on Amazon. Ain't that great? Mm -hmm. Here's what's great about it. We get the list. Yeah, we get a list of everything you buy, and this week I have the actual list of everything you bought. Wow, and that's wild. I didn't uh, get a chance to kind of, you know, slice and dice it down to the more interesting things. So there's a mix of stuff on here. Don't leave out the double-A batteries. Yeah, there's double-A batteries. <laughs> there's Chef Boyardee over stuffed beef ravioli. Wow. There's uh, toaster pastries. There's planters peanuts. There's Campbell's Chunky Soup. Like four different kinds of Chunky Soup. Somebody loves that. That's awesome. Oreo, That's weird. That, I mean, pie, it, sandwich it's cookies. cool. You don't expect that. You yeah. know, when you look at the list to see things like that. But, I mean, there it is. Crystal Light drink mix. Yeah. You know, that's that's Gatorade. Wild. Yeah. And then a Frito-Lay 28-piece party mix cube. There's also some really cool stuff on here, too. Yeah. Uh, also, Homeland Season 7 on DVD was bought. That's a cool show. Uh, Slash 2LP was bought. Oh, nice. You Can't Stop Rock and Roll 2 CD was bought. Uh, the new Ace Fraley album, Spaceman on Silver Vinyl. Was silver bought. Vinyl? I got to get that. That's freaking awesome. Uh, the Who Live at Leeds remastered was bought. Shoot, yeah. Steel Wheels and Some Girls by the Stones. It's good stuff. A lot of cool stuff. So, Plastic. yeah, that's that's the list this week. It's a little bit uh, unorganized, but there's a lot of stuff on here. Oh, you forgot the Keebler Fudge Stripe cookies. Well, then <laughs> I have a dispute going on with the elves. So, oh, okay. You know, Purposefully yeah. left off. Yeah, they didn't honor their contract. Too funny. Yeah. That's wild, some of the stuff you get on there. But it just goes to show, whatever you're buying, you could do it through the Decibel Geek link. All these people helped us out. It didn't cost them anything extra. It won't cost you anything extra. Just an extra second to go to our website before you do your shopping. And you know what? If your family's doing shopping, have them do it too. Yeah. Tell them, hey, it ain't going to cost you nothing extra. Yeah, and it helps us out a lot. It really does. You ready to get back to our discussion with Aaron? Yeah, so far so good. This is awesome, man. Let's get right back to it. All right, we're halfway done with your picks. What do you got next? All right, so this was concert number two for me. And at the time, I was living in Troy, Ohio. And we have, like, our own, like, arena. It's not, like, a big arena, but it's big enough to hold a graduation ceremony because that's where it's where I graduated from. And I'm scrolling through Facebook. I get home from work at about 7 o'clock, and I've got this notification that says, so-and-so tagged you in Hobart Arena's post. And they announced that Queensryche, with special guest kicks, is going to be at Hobart Arena May of last year. I can't remember the exact date because as I've gotten older, my memory has like completely faded. Yeah, it says the 22-year-old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You got a long road ahead of you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I had known of Queensryche like way, like way before even that. And of course, it was on a video game, and it was on um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories again. And I'm listening to the in-game radio station called V Rock. I jumped down the Queensryche rabbit hole at that point as well. I'm finding songs like Eyes of a Stranger, Operation Mindcrime, Warning, Enforce. Blinded, all all of the you know the classic Queensrÿche stuff. Which, little known fact, I didn't 
actually get to listen to Operation Mindcrime like in its entirety until four or five years ago because I had only knew of Eyes of a Stranger, Operation Mindcrime, and I Don't Believe in Love because two of those songs were the most were the popular ones off of that album, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have the money to go out and purchase the record and the CD because I had I had some bills to pay off and all that other stuff. Sure. But I found out that Queensryche had put out an album, the self-titled album called Queensryche. But little did I know that there were two Queensrykes at the time. My friend Josh Lehman, he calls me the Queensryche historian because anytime that somebody mentions Queensryche or they ask a question, I'll go like, oh, yeah, that, that happened because of this. Like we were having a discussion last night. They were like, man, it kind of sucks that they didn't tour Operation Mindcrime when it came out. And I was like, well, they didn't tour Mindcrime because Queensryche at the time, they didn't get big until the Eyes of a Stranger video hit. And then they were already working on Empire, so they played Operation Mindcrime in its entirety on the Empire tour. And a, and a guy comments, damn, if I need to know anything about Queensryche, I'll just go to you because I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Hmm. But my pick is from the self-titled album, and it is called In This Light.
What are your thoughts on uh, Tyler Torre compared to Jeff Tate? Do you like them both equally? You know what? And this may come as like a shock to some people, but I actually like some of like the post. Like, I think I messaged you, Chris, like a couple years ago and said, man, I listen to Operation Mind Crime too, and I really wasn't missing much. Oh, no. But then I went and, but then I went to listen to American Soldier, and I was like, this actually does not sound that bad. I get the concept of it. I like I like Jeff Tate's voice, like his vocals, from um, the debut EP to Promised Land, and then Tribe, and I, like everything past Tribe. And once he starts getting to that like that acoustic melodic voice, where his voice kind of changed a little bit, mm-hmm. I think that's where people just kind of jumped off because there's. They were looking for that, you know, that heavier version of Queensryche, and I think, and I think that definitely changed after Chris DeGarmo left. Yeah, now, he started steering the ship. Yeah, that had a big effect on the band for sure. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys knew this, and I certainly didn't, but Allison Change just put out a new record. Chris DeGarmo plays plays on a song. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that means he's going to get back into the music business. Yeah, that is you know, cool. I I honestly hope he does because there's one song off of Operation Mindcrime that I I want to know what it's about because it has to pertain to the story in some way, shape, or form, and that's Waiting for 22. Mm. Like everything else has an explanation to the story of Mindcrime but that one song. Hmm. Let's see and, if we can get him to come to Rock and Pot Expo three. Yeah, <laughs> we'd ask him. Uh, you know what? If you guys could pull that off, that would be just fantastic. Like it sucked not being able to go to this last Rock and Pod, but I know you wanted we, to so bad. I, I really wanted to, and you know what? You guys are welcome because I spent part of my tax return donating to something that I knew. Hundreds of people would enjoy, even if I didn't get to enjoy it. Like I was, I was bummed. Like when Angel was announced, I was like, "Damn it, it's getting, it's getting really, really good." And I have two of their records right now, and I'm looking to get more. And I just stumbled upon them, yeah, uh, just looking, great. just looking through records, and I was like, "Never heard of this band before." But that album cover <laughs> looks really weird. Yeah, but I'm look at them; it's got to be great, right? <laughs> I, and I'm talking about the White Hot album where they're like practically naked on the cover, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" It must rock. Yeah. Nobody gets that naked without totally being able to kick ass with their instruments, right? <laughs> no comment. Oh man. Okay. Well, so, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, so, what do you got after uh, Queensrÿche? All right. So, Chris. I like to personally thank you for introducing this band to me because once I heard Ain't Dead Yet, yeah. I instantly became a fan. I, I was like, I don't have to hear anything else from this band, which after I heard uh, the episode where you played Ain't Dead Yet mm-hmm. by Eclipse, that's the band, by the way. Yeah. Um, I went home after school, went on Spotify. I know that's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, and listen and listen to the Bleed and Scream album, and once I started my first job, my first paycheck was spent on that on that album. Nice, awesome. Now the song 
is called Bleed and Scream. I wanted to play Ain't Dead yet, but it had already been played on this on the show, so I was like, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's play Bleed and Scream. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, so, no, I've had a lot of people um, thank us for playing them on the show. Cause yeah. they, and I don't remember how I found them. I, I think somebody, a listener may have emailed me or something saying, listen to this band. It's like 87 White Snake crossed with something else. Right, and, yeah. and I was like, well, I'm, my interest is peaked from just from that description. And um, yeah, the Bleeding Scream album was what I found first. And I was just... I was a, I was astonished at how good it was, and um, I still mm-hmm. say to this day it's one of the best albums released in the last decade. Um, and uh, they're just they're an amazing band, and uh, so you uh, so you uh, get to help us turn more people onto Eclipse with your pick there. Yeah, and I've I've told like my rock and roll brother here in Ohio is Josh Lehman, and I was like, I'm telling you, I don't care what you're listening to right now. Go look up Eclipse. You're not going to be disappointed. I'm t- telling you that. And he listened to it, and he's like, bro, that is kick-ass. Are they ever going to tour in the U.S.? And I was like, if they ever tour in the U.S. and they come to Ohio, I'm going to be the first person buying some tickets. Oh, and that song bleeding. And I've, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've been – and I've bought like every release that they have. I may have to buy it digitally off of iTunes because I don't want to – I don't want to, you know – go to fye and have them order it i want to have it you know the day of so i can digest it and just be like wow that was quite the quite the ride Mm. here's something interesting i learned from enough's enough Mm. if you do a pre-order on a cd it actually shows up on the day of release really so that alleviates that problem right i was never aware of that that was the first time i actually pre-ordered something and put the money down and then forgot about it until it came. And I figured it would be like a week after release date. Right. But it was right. here at my house on release date. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, people out there that think, hey, I want this now, you know, consider that. You do the pre-order. You can get the CD in your mailbox the day. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to do that with a couple of couple of C- couple of albums coming out here in the next, you know, month or so. Cough, cough, Ace Fraley. Yeah, nice. We were actually listening to part of that on uh, before we got on the phone with you. Like, um, you know, just before we get into any of that, I just want to say with the clips for a guy your age, it's got to be kind of cool, too, to go to your friend and be like, hey, check out this band, and it not be a band that's, you know, been around yeah. decades before you were ever even born. Here's a newer band that you can bring to your friends and say, hey, this is new, yep. and it kicks ass. Yep. And let me tell you, he has done his fair share of turning me on to some stuff. Like my iPod um, on the 25th went from 1,000 songs to 2,000 in a span of three hours of me putting all of like some of his stuff that I he has but I don't have. Like uh, for example, let me let me just mention some bands that he's gotten me into there's a band called baton rouge yeah oh yeah lillian yes. axe um what else arcade oh right on steven piercy stuff yeah mm-hmm. um there's there's another one and he's i was about to forget this and he would kill me if i didn't mention it he also introduced me to wild side ah the, with the singer for wild side just moved here and uh we met him at rock and pod he, we're gonna have him on the show at some point nice yeah like i said he does his fair share of you know sharing music with me and i do the same for him i'm like hey i'm listening to like power wolf 
go check out their album or you know like i did with eclipse and all that other stuff that's what it's all about shoot yeah keeping it alive so we're on a we're on a good roll here with songs what do you got coming up after eclipse i'm gonna go see ozzy osbourne for the first time ever tomorrow kick ass man congratulations this is a huge step in your life (laughs) i know and my friend put on Facebook, he was like, hey, I've got tickets to go see Stone Sour and Osborne. If anybody wants them, you could – so I commented. I was like, man, if only I had the money. He got back to me like two days later, and he's like, nobody's offering me anything for those tickets. So they're the ticket's yours if you want it. And I was like, nice. fuck yeah. Are you kidding? The, the rock the and roll angels my, were shining on him this day. <laughs> the crappy thing is, though, I have to work at – four o'clock in the morning the next day and ozzy's in indiana it'll be worth it right it will be worth it but my pick is from for some reason people like to not like discuss at all for i don't know what reason but they go from ultimate sin and then they go to no more tears Mm -hmm. and i'm just like because again i'm gonna bring josh he he showed it to me and i was like what is this Wicked. I was like, what is this before? He's like, this is after Ultimate Sin and before No More Tears. And I was like, no shit. So my song is called Breaking All the Rules.
freaking love that song and that whole album. You know, that was mm-hmm. that was my first Ozzy album, my really. Yep. You know, as far as like first new one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the first new one coming out, like the first one I'm anticipating the new one yep. coming out was No Rest for the Wicked, and man, I was freaking blown away by this album and that song in particular. That's such a great tune. I love the breakdown at the towards the middle of the mm-hmm. breaking all the rules. How cool is that, man? Uh, most, most definitely. And how this kind of pertains to like my whole like life story is, like I said before, some of the places that I work, they wouldn't allow me to listen to music. But I did it anyways. Want, and here, here's some of the reasoning. It's not because I wanted to try to get fired from some of these places. It's just that some of the employees were assholes. So here, here's how it pertains. One day... We had this guy who was just now starting out, but this kid went to my assistant manager and was like, hey, he's got his earbuds in. And he's and listening I'm just, to Ozzy. And my boss is like, do you have earbuds in? I was like, yeah. And I got rode up for it. But I was listening so, to Ozzy. <laughs> yeah. No I was go listening on. to Once I heard Breaking All the Rules, it just made perfect sense. Totally. That's an awesome song. I mean, awesome album. Again, totally underrated. More people should be listening to this. I would love to do an Albums Unleashed on that one, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Who would we get on the show for that one? Ozzy yeah. freaking Osborne. Well, okay. I'll call him up after we get on. Awesome. Do okay. that for me, please. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? Aaron's going to be there tomorrow night. Why don't you put in a good word for us? If, if, if I, you if happen I, to talk to the Prince of Darkness, just let him know. We'd if, love to have him on the show to do albums unleashed on No Rest for the Wicked. How cool would that be? See either him or Zach Wild. I will try my best. Sounds good. Thank or you, man. Better yet, write it up on a big board and <laughs> hold it up. <laughs> Ozzy, you should go on the Nesbo Geek. <laughs> Oh. oh man, so far so good, man. You've picked some awesome songs. All right, so what's your next pick? All right, so this one is by the Bad Boys of Boston, and those guys are called Aerosmith. The song is "Make It." This pertains into the whole my life and everything. It's the it's the one song beside Kiss Hard Times that I listen to when, you know, everything is starting to just pile up against me and I'm just like, I can't handle it anymore. I put on Make It and I'm just like, yeah, you're going to make it. You're going to be perfectly fine. Just keep your head up and just keep on moving.
but I have. Let's see what I have on. I have the debut. I have Get Your Wings, Toys in the Attic, Rocks, which has slowly become my favorite Aerosmith album. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Mine too. And I have Rock in a Hard Place. Yeah, I like that one. You got to have I feel all like those. I'm, I'm slowly working to get getting the entire just Aerosmith discography. And I beat myself up sometimes when I don't have enough money to buy something that I know I'm not going to be able to see again. And it's happened now three times. The first time, I had the money to get it, and I saw Van Halen 2 on vinyl at a, at a local bookshop uh, in Troy, Ohio. I didn't grab it. I went back to go get it. It was no longer there. Gone. Yeah. This is where this is where Chris Senzak can put in that sad, sad, just pian- that violin music. <laughs> oh, you're making me work harder. <laughs> Talking about the, uh, hey, we ain't got no iTunes reviewing music. I think we already got that queued yeah, up. I got to get the Kleenex out. <laughs> um, the Rat EP. Mm. I oh, saw wow. it for the first time with my own eyes, and I was like, I had a stack of vinyl at this point. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be back here in a week. It'll be here. I went back the next week. Gone. Gone. Yeah. And the last time I saw Aerosmith, the live bootleg mm. vi- double vinyl, I was like, I don't have the money, but I will next week. Went back there. Gone. Gone. Yeah. And the guy had a fur. I That is my uh, two-year-old stepson. He's getting excited because he gets to go outside and not go to bed. <laughs> I thought he was going to say because he's a huge Aerosmith fan. <laughs> he's he's like nonverbal, like he can't he can't talk, but he'll make noises. And when I did the uh, Stay Hungry Twisted Sister review for Ian and Ralph, this kid started headbanging, <laughs> started headbanging, and I I lost it. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> and my um. Uh, and my five-year-old daughter, we were gonna we were gonna go to the store, and I was like, "Hey, go pick a go pick a CD off of the CD rack that you want to listen to in the car." This kid picks out Judas Priest Firepower. Nice. nice. <laughs> All right. I was like, "You guys are killing me!" So now I'm waiting for my seventh-month-old like, son I, I to couldn't, couldn't help but notice you got the new Judas Priest. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. You think we listen to this on the way to the store? <laughs> <laughs> No, because like I thought that she would choose something that was inappropriate. Because for some reason, every time that I find my CD rack all out of shape, my Steel Panther CDs are missing. Oh boy! Oh no! Yeah, that's not safe for kids. She always picks out the Balls Out album. Oh god! <laughs> and I have a, a live CD uh, where they were live in England with the chick in a bikini on the cover, and I always find them on the floor. And my girlfriend's like, you need to put them up or hide them somewhere. I was like, but that screws up all the the alphabetical order yeah, of, of everything. <laughs> like, and then I'll and then I'll wonder where they're at, and she'll be like, you put them up, remember? Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I really don't. Kids got to learn sometime, so I guess, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Boy, right. now young lady, this is just music, and these lyrics don't really mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey, before we before because we're gonna do your last pick for the playout song today, but before you wanted to touch on real fast your thoughts on the Kiss farewell tour. All right, so uh, where I honestly I don't know where to begin 
because Kiss got me through, you know, so much. And I'm trying not to, like, get really emotional because the last song is going to make me super fucking emotional. Um, like, I, to me, seeing Paul's voice just go downhill in the last couple years, I think it's perfect timing to just let it go. I mean, to me, it would be nice if they would go to their 50th anniversary and just say, hey, we made it half a century. It's time to hang it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think Paul's voice is going to go go that long without being worn out. Now, my thoughts, I'm going to try to see this tour all three years because every time that I would go see Kiss, sophomore year, I got in a fight at school. Wasn't allowed to go see Kiss. Junior year, I got in trouble for shoplifting, and I was on probation, so I couldn't go see Kiss. That was during the dark time of my life because I was trying to find a way out of my situation. And was that the smartest decision? Not really. And then on their uh, Freedom to Rock tour, they came to Dayton, Ohio. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to work that day that they were in that they were in Dayton. I've missed so many bands. Like I missed Motley Crue on their final tour. They came through Phoenix, Arizona, and I just completely just missed them. Mm-hmm. I I missed Sabbath on their fair on their final tour, and I and I've got a lot of you know just a lot of regret from those two bands because I loved Black Sabbath. And I loved Motley Crue, but now that they're you know they're done touring, and I'm just sitting here like, man, can somebody please fucking invent time travel? For God's <laughs> sake, I want to go back in time, you know, and re- and relive those glory days. Like I want to go. I want. I said this to Chris when uh, you guys had Gary Corbett on the last time, and mm-hmm. you were ta- and he was talking about how Eric Carr loved his hair. <laughs> yeah, I honestly like in my honest opinion, I think I'm I could be a reincarnation of Eric Carr because I'm I'm nice to anybody. And and it's sad that I didn't get to see Eric Carr in his prime. But, you know, like with Creatures of the Night, Lick It Up, Animalize, Asylum and all those albums that he played on and then the Animalize Uncensored. Mm hmm. And just all like the bootleg videos, it just it helps. Yeah, you know, it's it really helps. And like the the Eric Carr Rockology CD that Bruce Kulick put out. Yeah, this here's a kissed opportunity for you. Why the hell did we not have Eric Carr on more vocal tracks? That dude would have freaking killed it. Oh, I, I totally agree. agree yes, with you. indeed. My favorite song off of that album is "Somebody's Waiting." Yeah, it's great. Because of his vocal performance, and I'm just sitting there just in awe. And I'm like, oh my god, why did we not – Why we only get Little Caesar and then his version of Beth from Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Yeah, it just don't seem right. Mm-mm. I mean people that got to see him live got to see him do Black Diamond and right. all that other stuff. But you oh, know, yeah. for people that weren't around then, they're like, what the hell? 
Yeah, I count myself very fortunate that I got to see the Hot in the Shade tour because that was his last one, and I got in just before he passed. Yeah. But it was, yeah, he was great. He was magical. I got to see him do a drum solo, and um, yeah, that the Eric and Bruce version of the band was that was the kiss that I fell in love with. And you know, like I said on the um, my, on the first Kiss episode, Crazy Nights was the song that got me into Kiss. You guys so, are weirdos. No, we just, have, we just have good taste. <laughs> but I think with the farewell tour, they go big, mm-hmm. and then they go home. Yeah. I, yeah, I think if any, if anything, they end their legacy in New York. Oh, I play Madison so. Square yeah. Garden. If that doesn't happen, then what the hell was the point of the farewell tour? If they're not going to end it where it started. What was the point? Yeah, I think there. And here's another thing. I think they need to put the people on the bill that were in KISS in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Like, tour with Ace Frehley. He doesn't have to be in the band. Tour with Ace Frehley. Have the Kulik brothers do what they did on the freaking KISS cruise, this past KISS cruise. Sure. That... Will put and sorry, Tony Schiavone, I'm stealing your line. That will put butts in seats. Yeah, it will celebrate all the different eras of Kiss. And also, you know, maybe have Peter come out and you know sing Beth or something. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're not going to let Vinny on stage because you know Vinny's getting himself into some legal trouble. Which why the hell he would do that is beyond me. Yeah, but in a perfect world, my issues with him aside, I. I wish he would be included in some way, right? As a, right, as a kiss right. fan, I think he it would make sense that he would be. Yeah, just paint Tommy Thayer up like Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> Bring out your pitchforks oh, and boy. torches. Yeah. Let's piss off as much of the fan base uh, as we possibly can. Um, right, but, but yeah, for your sake, you know, as someone who hasn't gotten to see them, I, I really hope you get a chance to see them on the on the next tour because I think everyone needs to experience Kiss at least once. Oh, I'm For sure. I'm, def- I'm definitely going to try like the first year of the tour. If if they get to like Cincinnati or if they go to Dayton, well, I hope it works. Go to out. both, yeah, go to both. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. Well, so this has been cool to have you on. Obviously, thank you again for contributing to the expo because yes. everything helped, and it was great to to finally have you on. And um, so we're going to play out with your last song. So what do you what do you got for your last one? All right, so like I said, the last song is going to be quite emotional, and uh, I'm going to start. I might start crying, actually. There's no crying in podcasting. (laughs) I'm sorry, but this this song has a really soft spot in my heart, Um, and it's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and it's called Learning to Fly, and I'm trying to keep it together. Trying to keep it together. Um, I was at work. Um, last year when we got the news that he passed and I told my boss, I, was, I, I can't, I need to sit down and I need to like cry for a good five, 10 minutes because Tom Petty got me into singing from the refugee to, um, to learning to fly, to, uh, running on a dream, you know, his, his music has touched me in such an emotional way because, it's just his voice. It was different, and 
knowing that I don't get to see him or, you know, or Prince or Michael Jackson just absolutely fucking devastates me because they like they don't know like nobody that, you know, I've seen in concert. They don't know like anybody's story, like any other fans stories unless, you know, people go VIP and all that stuff. Like it just it devastates me that I don't get to, you know, meet somebody like Tom Petty and go, like, hey, man, you got me through a lot of shit and learning to fly is one of my favorite songs by him and the heartbreakers and got to end it with got to end it with him awesome well thanks again all right man wow that's a powerful way to end the show well thanks again aaron baker for being part of it and we'll see you next week folks see you Well, it started out down a dirty road. Started out all alone, and the sun went down as across the hill, and the town lit up. The world gets still I'm learning to fly But I ain't got wings Coming down Is the hardest thing Well, the good old days May not return Rocks might melt And the sea may burn I'm learning to fly But I ain't got wings Coming down Is the hardest thing
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 